This is episode 11 of the GQ Style Podcast, and let me tell you something. If you are wearing jeans right now, if you are wearing jeans, denim jeans right now, we need you to hit pause, go to your closet, chain, or just wherever you are, just take them off, and then hit play again, because this is the pants episode of Corporate Lunch. I'm Editor-in-Chief Will Welch. What's your name, dude? What up? I'm Noah Johnson, also known as noah johnson oh too cool for his senior editor title uh i'm not even wearing pants right now yeah me either i have on long johns though (laughs) with the little butt flap with the little with the little butt flap easy access easy access um i mean i was kind of kidding but it seems like the days of the tyranny of denim the tyranny of blue jeans and black jeans and so on is over do you agree or disagree um yeah i agree the tyranny is over the tyranny is certainly over. They've just sort of said it's not that it's not that you actually have to take off your jeans or that jeans are uncool or anything like that. It's just that they've settled back in to the more appropriate role of one of many leg covering options in the morning. There was a time when it was jeans every day. All day, every day. Agreed. Every day. The yep. more hours you could log in your jeans, the better. <laughs> that was the goal. Yeah. I would wake up like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to get my jeans on. <laughs> I got to hurry and get these can't, jeans I wouldn't, on. You can't sleep in them. And, but. You, and you definitely have to clean them by wa- by going into the ocean in them. Yeah, I store them in the freezer yep. overnight. Yep. And then for the annual wash, I go to the Arctic shores yeah. of the furthest reaches of Siberia. And you wade in. And I wade in. Yeah, and then pee in them. Yeah. Yeah classic you know the ammonia and the urine is one important cleaning method i mean you need to preserve the indigo and the fibers while allowing the fades <laughs> to emerge in their best possible you know the finest patina you can get on there i once complained that i had, I had washed my jeans and they were a little stiff and tight and my friend was like what and i was like what and he's like you washed your jeans I'm like man come on. you don't actually swim in those things do you i mean those were the heady days of men's weirdom. The, you know, it was a thing. We've gone there before too. I I would definitely credit like my first pair of APGs for like that was for sure an entry point. Ah, pay say. Yeah. Yep. That was the thing that really happened. Okay, but now now Noah, you you're a you're a soft goods legend and a man of many pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. I mean, that feels true. Yeah. yeah it's just the way I, the way it felt when it rolled off the tongue. <laughs> this seemed true. You're a, you're a soft goods legend and a man of many pants. Yeah. And um. What else is out there right now that that's interesting? Like if I'm kind of, you know, feeling a little bit basic and overly denimed out, where do I go? Well, can we just here's here's what's going on with pants right now. I think we need to get there, but first classic back backing it up. Yeah, come on, let's zoom out here. All right, zoom out. I'm let's cool. set the. If this were Silicon here. Valley, they're like, "Well, you just went to two thousand feet. We got to go back up to thirty thousand. <laughs> Remember there was a time, for instance, your whole life where you would encounter a new person or just observe a person and you'd look at their shoes and that told you everything you needed to know about them? That's how hookers price the um, price out their johns. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Similarly, how I price out my johns. Or, oh, man. No, but it, that, that's, like the, that's like the famous... The famous thing for the world's oldest profession, <clears throat> profession is you can tell how much money a man has by his shoes. Yeah. I think that's probably still true. Yeah. What's more true or what is more current is the pants. Pants tell you everything about where a dude is at with his whole sort of style, his whole stance on style. On the stylishness arc. Yeah. Yeah. And like like how how into fashion this particular dude is and like what 
like what angle he is approaching it from. What what's the culture that's informing his decisions here? So, but why is that? Well, I think that there was a thing that happened where everyone was wearing jeans pants. Yeah. And then there was also like a good selection of like slim fitting chinos around that time. And everything totally. had the same sort of slim or skinny fit. You know, like I think like the Dior jeans that that um Dior Ohm jeans that Eddie Slimane designed they came in like two widths. Like there was a 19 centimeter and like a 21 centimeter or whatever. Just something like that. Those two. I don't, I don't know the specifics, but I'm pretty sure it was 19 centimeters let's just, and 21 Let's centimeters. just ballpark it at that. Those were the hem widths. I feel like everyone started to want their pants to fit exactly the way those jeans fit. And yeah. that lasted for like years. And things were really skinny and they were either denim or like some color of chino. And then they were like suit pants or whatever. And like really wild people would have like a slim cargo pant. Maybe. It started to change towards the end there, but that basically lasted through his tenure at Saint Laurent. Yeah. Still right. just skinny black jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. That that just became, you know, there was like every every action has an equal and uh, opposite reaction. I think that that kind of the tyranny of that lasted long enough. And I think obviously like the Dior own thing was at like the high end of the fashion spectrum. But I think there was one that was like very familiar. That was at J. Crew. J. Crew. Yeah. And um, it was it was, you know, there was a similar thing there. So, you, you know, from a very different world started to change up the, the skinny jeans and even the like straighter APC jeans. Like there was definitely a movement happening um, in more like fashion brands and indie fashion brands, but there was also you remember the the hilarious Kanye jogging pant moment. Of course, yeah. So like from a streetwear, streetwear slash high fashion vibe, there there came the like the jogging pant and those those had the elastic cuffs at the bottom, which really showed off your sneaks. Yeah, that seemed like an early push away from the from the jeans too. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think. Like, along with that came, there's only been, like, increasing awareness of, like, run what runway fashion is doing and what, like, the higher fashion designers are doing. Like, that's only become more and more a part of, like, I guess every day or more, like... Or like, pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, if you follow that stuff, what you're seeing is all different types of pants. Wide pants, pleated yep. pants. Yep. You know, like... All all variations of like different crops and widths and stuff like elastic are, waistbands are, yeah. in a non in a non ironic capacity. Yeah. So I agree. Pants started widening uh, pleats, which were like I, I remember in my you know I started GQ in two thousand and seven. For years, we were basically like, if you're wearing pleated pants or square toes. You, you need to burn not just your whole closet, just burn your whole house yeah, down. Yeah, because they would have over. You only would have had them because they would have been like left over from the eighties. Yeah, something. you need to you need to like erase your identity and start over. Yeah. Um. But now all of those, uh, uh, all of the severe don'ts have come back in like cool form. Yeah. Um. And now it feels like, um, corduroys this season, huge thing. Yeah. I'm wearing some right now. Yeah. I'm wearing wide corduroys with a break today. Let's go. This, this is not about me. It's not about me. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm wearing wide corduroys with a break. Um, trousers worn not with a suit. Yeah. So, like, you know, like a suit pant type thing just worn, you know, broken up. And I think suit trousers meant to be worn with suits that aren't just, like, you know, flat front or creased. Flat front, skinny. Skinny, no break trousers. Should stop at your ankles. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, um, you know, all, all the other stuff that's in there, like uh, we talked about the elastic waistband, the elastic cuffs, uh, the sort of like carrot shaped. Yeah. All the drop crotchy stuff yeah. was in the mix. Is, is in the mix. And then like, you know, velvets and all kinds yeah. of all kinds of different fabrics. So yeah. um, the, the higher rise thing is a good one. All right. So Samheim Productions mm-hmm. two weeks ago took me Stofa. Uh, the 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 New York brand Stofa opened a, a pop up store on is it on Crosby Sam on Elizabeth Street and they're doing all made to measure right it's basically all, it's all made to measure so yeah. you go in there and you get fitted and then I don't know like three weeks or a month later your 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 made to measure jacket or pants show up yeah and Agesh who's the founder of Stofa and the designer was talking to me about where these and these are like trousers yeah it's sort of like gentlemanly stuff but it's it's like cool yeah it's it's kind of modern it feels really fresh yeah uh he was talking i was like i'm i'm into i've been wearing high ri- higher rise trousers and i've been wearing some pleats um but i'm trying to figure out especially because i'm super tall i'm yeah. trying to figure out like where exactly they should hit on my waist and all that uh-huh. stuff and he had a very good point which is it, sh- it should go just above your hip bone on your natural waist uh-huh. and that it's way more comfortable yeah. Obviously, all of this stuff. I'm never. If somebody's like, "Oh, what's actually?" Here's the rule. Here's the most. Here's the here's the secret rule that nobody knows. Like, I'm never buying that hook, line, and sinker. It all has to also have a style component. Yeah. But what he was saying was just practically seemed practically true, which is that uh, if you get the waistline off your hip bone, you just move easier. Yeah. Like but for, all, even I got I've got lower rise jeans and higher rise jeans, and they all. They're all on my actual hip. Yeah. And it and it is it does limit your movement a yeah. little bit. Now, I don't give enough of a shit to not wear them because of that. <laughs> but what he was saying made sense. But for most people, that would feel extremely high, I think. Yeah, and it did for me for a minute. Yeah, and then you get you adjust. Yeah, like when I first I went to Aero fifty five in Milan and got this suit made and it's it's from an old vintage fabric that weighs like a thousand the suit probably weighs like fifteen pounds. <laughs> and it's cut like some old it's like an old man cut with high rise pants. They have like six buttons, yeah. you know, at the waist. Yeah, you got waist straps on there. All kinds Adjusters. of all kinds of straps. Love that. Um, super high waisted, pleated. Yeah. And um, I had to like really find my. I, I had to like like uh, get used to that. In, yeah. In a major way. Now I'm fully on board. I don't you, wear high. I don't wear high waisted pants every day. Yeah. But a couple of days a week, and it doesn't feel crazy. Here's the thing about pants. Most people, all of their pants are the same, fit the same. Yeah. They don't have like a, a wide pant and a skinny pant and an in-between pant and a high-waist pant and a low-waist pant. They That's like, right. They're like, I like my pants to fit like this, and then I get this in different colors and fabrics Yeah, that like feel like they're for different occasions. And what do you think about that? P- I think pants are where people are the least... For the longest, for a long period of time, we're the least likely to take a risk. Yep. Where they feel the most insecure yep. about being exposed as either uh, unattractive or phony. <laughs> <laughs> or just kind of funny looking. Yeah. Or just kind of like, that ain't right. <laughs> where is that man's navel? <laughs> yeah. And I think that pants are directly associated. I started to say this earlier, but I think they're directly associated with like a culture, yeah. you know? Um, a culture that's like a corporate type of culture that like says something about what your job is. You know, you're out there on your corporate lunch, taking a little break and you're strolling through the mall, the corporate lunch mall, and someone's going to eye you up and down and notice your slacks and they might 
pin you as a Goldman Sachs guy. Right. Because the way your slacks are swooshing around and you got your golf vest on. <laughs> Is that- In fact, Noah Johnson might pin you as a Goldman <laughs> Sachs guy. But I think similarly, like when I was, I always talk about my youth as a young skateboarder in upstate New York, and pan- there was nothing more important than pants. I yeah. mean, sneakers were important, but like how wide and how cut off your blind jeans were was crucial. And it feels like, because that was not really, I mean, that was a little bit of part of style for me growing up, but not heavy. But now it seems like we're at a moment where that's heavy. Yeah. Like you got to be, sh- you got to be showing some, some ability to experiment with your pantaloons these days. Definitely. You go to, and you know, you could say the same thing about punks, you know, how, how tight and how black and how torn up their jeans were was important. You know, Definitely. I think that, um, you know, there's an era in hip hop where like how many NBA patches you had on your jeans said a lot about how cool you were in the streets. Yep. Now, and and you remember more recently when when rapper Kid Cudi especially kind of kicked it off, started wearing skinny jeans. They yeah. were just getting like, you are n- like old grumpy rap dudes are like yeah. this. This is not hip hop. The culture is over. <laughs> like really? Because yeah. of the cut of that dude's Levi's? Yeah, you are bugging. Yeah, that's but what it's I'm... serious to people. It is, yeah, definitely. And people notice this shit. My dad comes over, and if I'm wearing pleated pants, he'll stop. He'll he'll like. Give me a once over and be like, you yeah. got. What, He'll do like the wind, the windshield those, eyes those, thing. Are those pleats? Are the pleats are cool again. I'm just. But the remarkable thing is that he noticed because this is you know. It's a it's a thing for a, and for a long time they weren't necessarily talking points. Now now you go to, uh, men's fashion week and yeah. go stand around outside of the show and watch who the photographers are taking pictures of, and every single one of those dudes, their pants all look different. Tons of different silhouettes. You're not going to come away from that being like, ah, everybody's pants fit like this now. Um, But are you, I think I am, are you endorsing a range, guys, to get into playing with a range of different fits and styles and cuts of pants? Yeah, I think so. But it's super hard to go back and forth. It is. But I think... But I think it's possible. That's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. It's like, you know... We all have our specific body types, and I, for a while there, where there was more consensus on how your pants should fit, I just had that. Sh- I had it dialed. Yeah. No, there was no possibility I was going to walk out of the door and be like, "Man, I feel super awkward today." Yeah. Because everything fit the same, and it was great. I could take any pair of pants in the world to my tailor and be like, "Give me the me thing." Yeah. That's- and he would just do it. Yeah. You know, and that's where there are guys that are like. You know, they could actually quote the centimeters of their hymns. Yeah. And that, that's just how they cut everything. And now I, I feel like there's there's more fits out there that are cool. It's cool to get involved with them. Yeah. But it is a bit of a tricky landscape. And there are some days where I put on, like, some high-waisted trousers. And I'm like, man, I just I kind of don't have the confidence. Too far do. out there. I just, like, they, they were cool yesterday. Yeah. And I pulled them on again today. And I just, ah, I don't really have Yeah. It. That's the thing. That's the thing with everything. That's a good thing to just keep in mind. Don't be too hard on yourself in those moments, too. Yeah, just change. Sometimes just put that shit down and put on the other one. Just change. Next Tuesday, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. The thing I think you don't want to be... Consistency is everything. And you can't... I mean, so many people pull off, like... We work with this guy, John Teets. He wears sometimes some super skinny pants still. Yeah. And always looks cool as hell. Yeah. You don't have to be like, those are dead to me. But there is another thing where you might be out somewhere walking around, you know, quietly judging people for their pants. <laughs> Some call it people watching. and uh, We call it ju- quietly <laughs> judging people for their pants. But there is that thing where you'll see the dude in like the really skinny gray jeans and you're a little bit like, 
dog, those are seven years old now, and you got them at Urban Outfitters when that trend was really kind of popping. And like, ow. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't ow. comfortable. That just looks, ugh. And like that moment kind of passed, so like it's time to retire those and get comfortable. But see, that dude, and this is the thing, that dude, he's like, it took him a long time to get into those. And he's like, now you're backing me out of and them? And now he didn't want to get out of them. Yeah. But and that happens. I don't know that corporate lunch is for him, you know what I'm saying? That's true, but I hope we can bring him into the fold here and we can get him to just, you know, stop by the Rick Owens boutique maybe I, downtown. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if the pants episode is for him. We might be able to get him in on the shirts episode. The <laughs> or the or maybe the earrings episode, which I haven't told you yet, but we're planning that. The pants episode is for advanced listeners only. Look, this is episode 11. We're here today. Yeah, as it's not we episode were. four. Yeah, I mean, like, we've, uh, we've all gotten, we've grown here. We've arrived here together. Yeah. You know? I feel I feel I feel that we as a community are ready for today. Absolutely. Um, Noah, can you take me through? Um, just pick a few pairs of pants that you've been rocking recently. Give me the brand, and give me like a, a quick description of the cut and fit. Um, this is an interesting. I do have. I am a man of many pants. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. I have a it's lot. It's true. I um, and they fit differently and stuff. You, you got different moves. Um. Sam, one day we'll – well, actually, Sam has almost as many pant moves as Noah. Anyway, go ahead. Sam has the body of a god. The body of a fashion <laughs> – the body of a fashion – a god fit model god. Look, um, I don't. So, But here's the thing. But I'm, I, I'm just the type of person in generally I would rather like kind of take a risk, try something new – uh, get comfortable with something different than like just be in front of mirror, mirror and worry about what's going to make me look awesome. You know what I mean? Or just phoning it in. Yeah. 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 Like I want to look awesome, but I also just like, I'm like, oh man, these like weird wide wheel. I got. Uh, for, for me, experimenting like this is, is like difficult and way outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. But I've been doing it anyway. Anyway, go ahead. I got Engineered Garments slash Nepenthes New York has a brand called um, Rough and Tumble. Okay. And uh, they, ha it started as like a shirt line, but now they have pants and all this stuff. So I just got a pair of like super wide whale. I don't know the measurement of the whale, but there's probably some like millimeter measurement that would uh, really paint the picture. Yeah. <laughs> wide whale, navy blue, sort of cropped, sort of long crotched. Uh, they're called studio pants. They have like one pocket in the back, two pockets in the front, kind of like a trouser. They have an elastic waistband. They're they're not like they're not like drop crotch as an idea. No. They, they just have a low crotch. Yeah, there's just like room on top. There's room, yeah. And they do have some small pleats. They're super uh, interesting. They're kind of unique. They also sound very chill. Super chill. Super relaxed. Are these the ones that have the pocket on the left side? No. Somebody, maybe it was Mark Anthony Green, told me he had a pair of pants. They only have one pocket on and the it's, left. Oh, it's a needles. It's a needles track oh. pants, and the the pocket is on the left. That's extremely so he, disorienting. He always thinks he lost his wallet. I feel like that would make me fall down. <laughs> you like just get dizzy. Reached back. I would get some crazy vertigo. <laughs> um, what are you wearing today? Today I'm wearing a pair of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, can you take over? Um, I'm wearing dark. Stop like, talking, dude. Come on. Stop talking. They're dope, though. You're done. Mm, You're dead to me. Um, dude, my pants... I just bought a pair of Carhartt uh, work pants at a hardware store in Manhattan Ave in Greenpoint that I'm really happy with. They're not the double knee ones, but they yep. are 
like a heavy canvas one, and I get my thing is you just get the shortest inseam you can find, yeah, and then a bigger waist, shrink them down, and get them even shorter, and then you get kind of like a cropped fashiony look out of your your cards with, I, with no tailoring. Yeah, yeah, no tailoring. Wait, at all. Let, I like slow, that, slow that down. Slow that down. Yeah, you get the shortest inseam you can find. Yeah, which is often thirty, which isn't all that short, but twenty eight inseam would be like what you really want. So you go up a size or two in the waist, yeah, and go down as far as you can in the inseam, yeah. and then you get kind of like a a fashion yeah. carrot kind of carrot vibe. Yeah, th- yeah. I like I like just And then do you have to cinch them at the waist with the belt? Yeah. A little bit. Not too much. Yeah. But there's I like a wide cropped pant. That's kind of like the main thing I'm going for B- with some lots of room for variation in between. I like the model that Evan Canori does who we've talked about friend of the pod fashion designer in San Francisco. He makes pants in like three size, I don't know. He makes pants in a range of sizes and it's like if you're like you don't buy them based on what size your waist is. You buy them based on how you want them to fit. fit this yeah. is like his advice. He's yeah. like, you can go smaller, they'll fit, they'll stretch, and they'll fit you, and they'll be slim, or just like go with the real big ones, cinch them up in the waist, and you get a wide fit, and it looks cool. Right. This is like, that's super basic, but it's like it felt like novel advice the first time I heard him say it because it's like, he's like, don't just like put them on and then see which one fits around your waist properly. It's almost like size as silhouette. Yeah. That's right. I'm wearing Evan Kenori cords today, and I asked him to let them out a bit, let them out as much as he could because I wanted a break, which is not necessarily how he 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 doesn't show them like all his lookbooks and stuff. Yeah, they're rolled at the ankle. But uh, do you obviously when you're buying super short inseams, you're not, you're going you're not going for a break. Have you been wearing a break at all? Not really. Almost never. Almost never. Yeah. Which is interesting because I, I kind of think of that as like skater thing. Yeah. Long. But not in 2017, I guess. No, 2017 is is heavily the year of high waters in skateboarding. Yeah. Cut Dickie's high waters is like absolutely the move. The move. Yeah. And they get like real high. And then what's the deal with um, Dickie's versus Carhartt? That's a good question. I mean, Dickie's is definitely the go-to. Um, Dickie's have sort of a funny fit. Dickie's are one you might want to get tailored. Like you really actually figure out the thing you want and then bring them in and get it done. Right. Because um, it is one where you might want to like size way up. And you might spend, for some reason, and then have them have them fitted, and it might cost you like another thirty percent of the t- of the tag price. Yeah, but you're for still your like under a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, Carhartt's just way more rugged. I always get a pair of Carhartt for winter skate adventure, and then more Dickies in the in the summer. <laughs> Can you do a sk- <laughs> winter skate adventure with Noah yeah. Johnson? I mean, I skate all I, yeah, I skate all winter outdoors and shit. So I definitely am like getting my heavy duck pants up. All right. For that. Man, one thing I think you got to, one thing I've been noticing is, uh, you know, every decision you make about pants, especially the bottom of your pants, yeah. is also b- inevitably becomes a footwear decision. Yeah, it's true. Which kind of brings us back to where we started. It's like, well, you know, you, you can tell everything you need to know about someone by their shoes, and then, like, it became pants, but maybe it's all just, like, uh, it's really just all shoes. The connection, yeah. I feel like, um, uh yeah you got to be careful like like the boots that i wear almost every day don't work the same like mm-hmm. with these pants that have a break for instance mm-hmm. like to, for those to work you you want to you want like a little bit of high rise that shows their boots and they don't yeah. touch the top of the boots yeah so today i had to pull out some desert some desert boots which have a little bit better of, a, of an interface uh-huh at the place where the pants hit there's like the the nice yeah I find it. Tri- I basically, I find it's really easy to choose your shoes if your pants stop at your ankles. If if your pants and your shoes actually touch, you got to get more involved. You got to make. You're gonna have to make a decision. 
And I, I, to be honest, I don't totally have it figured out. But I know it when I see it. So sometimes I just got to change shoes. I just compulsively just cuff, do one cuff at the bottom of my pants pretty much no matter what. Uh, maybe I'll take that to heart. I'll see what I can do. You don't even have that much. No, there isn't that much fabric yeah, in the world for you, to, not. for you to be out here cuffing all your pants. There's not. Um, I've been waiting since episode one for episode 11 so we can talk about pants. Yeah. This was all really just a wind up to the pants episode. Um, what about pleats, man? How, like we've touched on, we've mentioned pleats, but how, how does a dude need to think about pleats right now? I don't even know. I just got the craziest pair of pants. One of the craziest pairs of pants yet, maybe in my whole arsenal. And they are, they're dickies that I got from a Japanese brand called Vanal Archive that, um, you know, no, no, you'll never be able to find them. Sounds like a proxy. Sounds like a proxy service thing. Um, yeah, it was. And, uh, they're basically a pair of black dickies that they were probably like huge and were were recut up, and they have a double pleat, and it's like that, it seems extreme, but that these people put into a pair of dickies. Yeah, I believe so. Advanced, um, but it kind of works. It's super weird. It makes them extremely big on top. Like, so here's what I think you should realize about pleats: is like I like the way they look. A single, I like the way a single pleat looks because I like a crease. Yeah, like a it's like a crease that starts real at the top. Good, like. You know, like crispy crease. Dr. Dre ironing his dickies type of crease. Yeah. He used to do that, right? I think so. But so a, a pleat often gives you like. Keeps I feel like defiant. If I feel like defiant ones would have would have spoke to us more as a documentary if they did a whole section. <laughs> if there were four sections, it was like you know the early days of NWA, <laughs> and then the second the second section there was like a you know intermission, and then the second section was like uh, ironing dickies. Yeah. And, and other important moves of the of the Compton era. Definitely. And then we got into like, you know, Snoop Dogg and then eventually into like Beats by Dre. They got good pants, those Some, guys. Every so one of them. Really, yeah. Strong. It's just something for them to think about as far as like maybe a reissue. All right. Pleats are super controversial, but are they? I don't know. I don't know, man. Here's I don't even question. know anymore. My, yeah. I'm so far out there. <laughs> I'm like, are there people who aren't rocking pleats right now? Noah Noah has, has lost all relationship to <laughs> pants gravity. He's just floating out there in the great beyond. It's a good place to Here, be, though. Let me tell you, once you freed yourself from all like preconceived notions about pants, you're just going to- All the tyranny. Yeah. Um, I think here, here's here's a good litmus test. Would you buy a suit with pleats? Because that's just a different level of commitment. Like it's one thing to like get your proxy service to dial you up some double pleated dickies or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, are you gonna get, like commit to investing in a suit that has pleats in it? I have done it, and I'm like, I'm pretty basic when it comes to all this stuff. You're but, talking about something like maybe that navy blue linen Brunello Cuccinelli suit I have hanging in my closet right now with pleated pants. I guess so. So you're in, Sam. Hell you got yeah. Sam. You got a suit with pleated pants. Yeah, you. Did. No. Whoa. Did not expect that from Sam Hine. But he is wearing pleats right now. Okay. Cool. But the thing is, so all right. Yeah, I do have a suit with pleated pants. I just want to point out that Sam right now has his feet up on the desk, <laughs> is producing the podcast, seems to be getting some social media activating, and is probably talking to some shorties. Shorties. He's just texting shorties right now. The man is a machine. The machine is a man. The thing about pants is just to, like, you know, wear them and enjoy them. And if you're over them at some point, just stop wearing them. I mean, you know, you don't want to be investing lots of money on fashions that you're just never going to wear, you know, are going to get played out. But at the same time, like, if you want a suit with pleated pants because you're feeling it and it's fresh, 
go for it. If you're sweating whether or not you're going to want to wear it in an, another year or two, then I don't know. Maybe you're just too uptight to be out there in pleats. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe you have too basic of a relationship to pant gravity, <laughs> and, and you just got to let go a little bit. The takeaway for me is free your mind, and your pants will follow. Yeah, I think now is the time to to wear the pants that you want to wear and not the pants that society, you know, imposes on you. Absolutely. Yeah. Pant resistance. And and seriously, if you're still in like really skinny pants and jeans that and you just are f- feel like you have been dying to just set yourself free and like get some spa- get some junk space built in, yeah. just do it, man. Yeah. Just do it. Now's the time. Yeah, I do have an agenda here and that my agenda really is to just take that whole th- movement down. To stop it, stop the skinny pants. Really, are you endorsing the violent overthrow of the of the <laughs> the pants party? Yeah, the tight pants party. Let's go. Let's vibe out. Thirteen vibes. Let's get into it. Sam, cue up, Heidi, man. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm not. Af- I'm not afraid to start off thirteen vibes th- this issue, this episode. It's please do. All right. I was just in Los Angeles. We had a really smoking party at the Harvey House. What up? Shout out to Kelly Lynch and Mitch Glazer, the owners of the John Lautner Harvey House. Just an incredible, incredible spot where we threw a party uh, for our Amazing Spaces series. Um, but. I was out in L.A. for four days as a result of that party, which means I went to RTH three different times. <laughs> it's true. I went to RTH three different times. And it just reminded me that um, actually this is the first time I ever were like fully committed to this. Just like I was, have always been that dude. I was like, I might be wearing something that smells a little bit good, mm-hmm. but nobody is ever going <laughs> to notice it except for me and maybe my wife. Yeah. I'm moving on from that. Okay, you're I'm ready into for a... I'm into strong smells. Okay, yeah, I'm into strong smells right now. And if like you get on the elevator and people are like, "Damn, that dude smells like aggressively good," <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So RTH three is a new little little tonicy ointment smell good situation by Renee Holguin. Oh, and you put one drop. Uh, what I don't know what you do, but what I do is I put one drop uh-huh. into the jojoba oil that I would pl- apply to myself when I get out of the shower anyway uh-huh. and suddenly I smell a little a little aggressive but really good like what like palo santo yeah a little palo santo probably a little cedar um probably some like <laughs> creosote <laughs> who knows what Renee's got in there this sense episode of corporate lunch is definitely coming on, very on, soon. on the horizon coming very soon we're gonna have to figure out how to like uh never mind <laughs> what do you got? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna throw in a pants vibe, a pant, a specific pants thing that we didn't get to that I really like. It's a little too specific, even for the general discussion. I like pants that have a self belt, built-in belt. Yeah. All right. Self is is industry speak for fabric that's same as other fabric. Ooh, really? Yeah. Self means like like. I like it, it when I learn something at corporate lunch. If you have like a a self liner, it means the liner is the same as the main fabric. So a self belt means a pant with a built-in belt, and the belt is made of the same fabric as the pant. Right. What's the fabric? It, what's the fabric? It's like the fabric self. Chino. Yeah. It's yeah. itself. Anyway, Lemaire does a really good one. Like it a lot. Margaret Howell does a really good one. Like it a lot. There were a lot of them on on like spring runways. Prada does it. I'm eyeing these the the Lemaire ones, but it's like a pretty dope. Like you get like a a nice like steel gray pant 
with a steel gray built-in belt of the same belt. fabric. Self-belt. And the belt's all long, and it kind of droops down, you know, hangs down a little bit. looks cool. Amazing. Self-belts. It's kind of like self-help, but belt. My second, my second vibe, third of the episode, Complex Con. What up? Complex Con. Complex Con. Okay, so I didn't make it to the exhibition floor where all the people had the limited edition stuff and all the kids were going crazy. Yeah. But I did get to uh, the the Pharrell NERD performance at Complex Con. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like a really elaborate listening session for the new NERD album. Yeah. Uh, with, I don't know, maybe like 35 dancers, Pharrell, Chad, and Sway on top of a, a minivan. Um, it was going off. And I was just like, you know what? Complex Con seems cool, man. Complex Con seems cool. It's like fully embodied. You know what I mean? It was like, there were there were limited edition Nikes, Virgil. I saw him on Instagram, like hand screen printing stuff. Yeah, like Jerry Lorenzo, Kobe Bryant, Andre three thousand, just like all of the uh, John Elliott, all the key players of the the sort of like elevated streetwear thing were all in the mix. Yeah, there were some legends in the mix, and then they had NERD play, and NERD is like the ultimate. They had NERD reveal a new album. Yeah. And NERD, uh, they're like, you know, Pharrell basically like invented that stuff. Yeah, they started that movement when he showed up in the in the the, the brain logo trucker hat. Yeah, and course. I was I was just like, this this is exactly what it wants to be. Yeah, it's like a self belt. It is a self belt. NERD performing at Complex Con was the self belt of <laughs> Complex Con. It was amazing. I had a great time. Um, uh, can I? It's actually not. Can I roll that into another vibe? Yeah. I also learned and caught an extreme vibe uh, from Meta Tally, who's the girl who d- who dances in Lemon. Okay. The new NERD song. Yeah. If you haven't seen that video. I've heard the song. Have you seen the video? No. Yeah, you got to see the video. It's, so it starts off with Rihanna shaving. Yeah. I think you pronounce it Meta. I don't know how to pronounce it. M-E-T-T-E. It, it starts off with Rihanna shaving her head, and then she proceeds to dance to those incredible drums. Yeah, that is yep. that's what the video is. That's all it is. No Pharrell appearance. I can't wait to watch this. Definitely no Chad Hugo appearance. Um, but so she's the lead dancer. For, she was the lead dancer for this whole playback of the new album, and she's a star. She's just awesome. So that's a double vibe. Complex Con into Metatally. Um, you can take two. You can take four. You can just do one and throw it back. It's whatever you need from here. We're really going where there is no where there uh, is no vibe counter. I don't. Um. I love to dance personally. <laughs> it's not like a. Um, I don't get to do it as much as I would like to. I want Sam to shave your head, and then you have to dance <laughs> for three and a half minutes for a GQ style well, video. Let's recreate that video. I I'm down with all that. Except if you could she, shake your shit like she can, man. I'm not shaving my head. You will be an internet. <laughs> um, it's winter. Days are getting shorter. Sadness is getting deeper. But um, I'm looking forward to snowboarding. It's cold here today. Uh, I'm big into board sports. I'm big into extreme sports, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I love to snowboard. I've been doing it my whole life. Once upon a time, I was very committed to it. Wait, I have a question. Is yeah. there potential shame in admitting you like snowboarding? Is skiing um, the thing again? S- snowboarding is a little bit X Gamesy these days. I think, especially over the age of like thirty. Maybe yeah. I think okay. it's a little bit of. I mean, look, nothing beats just carving down some freshly groomed corduroy or just nipples deep in some, you know, northwestern powder, champagne powder. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, what I'm saying is I love snowboarding and it's fun, but that it can be a little corny. Yeah. 
I can see that. I feel that in my heart, actually. Um, but I'm going to do it every winter. You know, you live in New York. It's hard to get out there. There's a lot of gear. It's a lot of money. It's all this stuff that's a pain in the ass. And then winter goes by, and you didn't get out there and shred, and you regret it. I'm saying this now and here because I'm going to shred this winter. I'm making that promise to myself, to you, and to all the friends of the pod. I'm a skier, personally. We could still get out there together. Let's do it. Soulful, a soulful downhill experience. Yeah. Um, I am going with the artist Friedrich Kunath. Put up. Just had a show at Blum and Poe, and he has a feature in the holiday issue of GQ Style. That's the one that's out now. That's the one with Aesop Rocky on the yep. cover. That's the one with the Andre 3000 interview in it. Gotta get it. That's the one with the Willem Dafoe photos in it. Gotta get that's it. The, that's the one. But so, Friedrich, here's the thing. Sometimes people are like, hey, yeah, it seems like you know some stuff about the art world, but I find the art world really closed and intimidating, and I just don't have any entry points, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I completely respect and understand that perspective, but at the same time, my words are always, there is no such thing as the art world. The art world is a like loose confederacy of people. It's a made-up thing. Yeah. All you have to do to be in the art world is show up to galleries or, or even easier, Google image Friedrich Kunath. <laughs> if you like what you find, and I guarantee you will like what you find, hit print, find a printer, print it out, and tape the shit to your wall. We tape shit to the walls at GQ Style all the time. Yeah, that's true. All you got to do, man, if, you, if, if it seems interesting to you, if it seems compelling, if it seems inspiring, if it seems aspirational for you to be in the art world, all you got to do is participate. Just hit print. Friedrich Kunath, K-U-N-A-T-H. Just run a Google image search. Go to the Blum and Poe website. Do whatever you want. It's out there. Um, next vibe. I um, I just um, had a confounding conversation with uh, uh, a GQ.com style writer who I won't name because I'm not even sure I can ever say his name again after this. <laughs> he told me... Um, he told me that he thinks vests are overrated and uh, not functional and pointless. And I was just incensed. I love vests. I own a lot of vests, winter vests, down vests, fleece vests. And I just bought uh, an incredible – This I feel like I talk about buying shit and people must think I'm just like – maybe I do compulsively buy things. But it doesn't – I don't really buy things. As much I as think most corporate lunch listeners and their all, credit cards are out all there. All right, so I don't need to just here. defend yeah. myself. No, you're good. Um, I just got this uh, current season engineer garments reversible vest. It's like a ripstop cotton on one side and kind of some f- fake fur shit on the other side. I was super happy about it. And then and then this this dude says vests are overrated. So I just feel like I got to get out here. And, and this vibe is vests, which are good. <laughs> and uh and they matter and they're important and, and they're they matter valid. yeah and they're valid and we and i'm like I'm, i never had any doubts about this but suddenly i'm thinking that maybe people do noah if you can hear me through the cloud of anger <laughs> i want you to know that i think your love for vests is valid and it's okay thank you i'm with you on that's this. all i needed to hear yeah um i had sort of a game-changing watch experience pretty basic but but totally game changing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the last couple years, I've are had you a, the guy that bought that Paul Newman watch for ten million dollars, a hundred million dollars? How seven, much was it? It was seventeen point five. Okay, which is uh, very close to a hundred million. Yeah, uh, that was you. And it was not me. Oh. I wear a Tudor Black Bay dark watch. It looks good. I've had it for about two years. It has had a leather strap on it. I was I was on my second leather strap because you know I'm a, I'm a dude. I sweat. 
it was time to change the strap. You're out there chopping wood. Ben, I w- yeah, been been chopping so much wood, and um, I switched. I got the black metal bracelet and switched from the leather strap to mm-hmm. the metal bracelet, and it's the same as having a brand new watch. Wow, like, the mornings are exciting. But this must it really yeah it feels it must feel crazy. Yeah, it, no, it's it's like heavier. Like yeah. it feels like if somebody messes with me yeah. and I hit them with a left hook, it's gonna have a little extra velocity behind it. Yeah, and I'm just super down with it. It just like it looks gangster. Yeah. So, um, and I think there's a broader lesson there, where sometimes it's not about a new thing; it's a new move with the familiar thing. That's the vibe. Yeah. New moves with familiar things. Yeah. Love that like, vibe. Like uh, something ASAP Rocky was doing on on set of our cover shoot was changing shoelaces. Yeah. Uh, different color shoelace. Uh, you know what would really make this outfit dope is if we put in yellow shoelaces. Wow. And I was like, that never would have crossed my mind. Yeah. So switch your watch strap, change your shoelaces. I like the idea of yellow shoelaces. Yeah. Um, Palace is a brand that a lot of people like. Um, cool skate brand from London. I'm a fan. They dropped a new video this week. It's called Palasonic. Full-length skate video. Blondie? Blondie McCoy is in it. He has an epic part. Blondie McCoy had the teaser for the video where he, God, I don't remember. He lands a trick and he pushes into traffic into an intersection and oh, is yeah, immediately hit by like a van. <laughs> was that a setup or was that real? I think that was fully legit. Yeah, it was. It's hilarious. And only he gets it's destroyed. hilarious only because I follow him him on Instagram, so I know that he's still alive. Yeah, he walked away. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Palace video is dope. Uh, some of my favorite skaters. Skate for Palace. Chewy Cannon is a uh, a London dude who skates incredibly fast. And um, question, yeah. Whenever you get into skating, I always have questions. Yeah, let's go. So when did those dudes? Because Palace is a relatively new brand. Mm, sort of, yeah. How new? Ballpark it. Um, no, you know, we're not fact checking. Five years. Five years old. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, that's that's relatively new. Yeah. Given the given the coverage of skateboarding that we've been talking about over that's the course true. of your life, yeah. five years is new. Yeah. Is, are these skaters that you're a big fan of, did they like, did you already know about them and then they joined the Palace squad or did you discover them they were already skating for with Palace? Uh, most of them I already knew about. Like Chewy Cannon's been around for a while. Uh, they, like Palace has grown and I think they probably like make a shit ton of money now and can pay skaters and like hook them up really nicely. Yeah. So they've been like recruiting and taking on some really good skaters. So there are some legends that there, there are some like, if not legends, some legendary skaters who were, who were known pre Palace and are now skating with and for Palace. Big time. Got it. One of them is this dude, Lucas Puig, who is like a French guy and he's one of the all time, all time, all time greats. I'm, he just recently went to Palace. I'm really happy that at whatever foundational moment in that young man's life, he he actually did skateboarding with a skateboard with wheels and didn't just go parkour. <laughs> um, the Pal- Should I start a skateboarding website? <laughs> yes. Okay, please. cool. If this doesn't work out. Um, the Palasonic video is dope. Here's the point I want to make about this Palasonic video, other than the skateboarding's epic, the music's good, the filming's rad. Um Everyone in it is basically wearing head to toe palace the whole time and they all look awesome. That's saying something. So like if there's doubts about the gear and like who it's for and who's wearing it and how they're wearing it and how, how it all kind of works, you know, not just like the kids you see like in line and on Lafayette street or on Fairfax or whatever, like the actual dudes out there in the world doing it. This is like the proof. Right. 
and they all look super fly. And it's all like anything from just like track pants and rugby's to like you know the hoodies and sweats and the whole the whole kit is just like all looks fresh throughout. Had there been a a, a bubbling culture of like mm, kind of pal- hating on the palace gear? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I guess anytime something gets that hot, there's a culture of hating. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most most skaters, you'll find like the idea of, you know, spending more than twenty five dollars on a t shirt. The idea of waiting in line for something. The idea of something just being popular or trendy in culture at large. Like any of that stuff is just completely off putting. I don't know much about skating, but I know a dope name when I hear one. And Palasonic is that, that goes. Man. That goes. All right, vibe number 13. Sam Hine, actually, Sam Hine Productions actually hit me to this last night. I was about to leave the office, and he was like, A. Savage, the dude from Parquet Courts. That's right. The new album rips. Uh, I do trust Sam Hine's taste, but I thought I would see for myself. So last night and this morning, I was shredding the new A. Savage. Uh, it's called Thawing Dawn, another good name. Yeah. Sort of like Palisson- the new Palisonic album, Thaw- <laughs> Thawing Dawn. No, the new A Savage album, Thawing Dawn, it's really good. It's a vibe. And it's tight when a, a solo dude from a band makes a solo record that feels different, feels yeah. distinct from the band work, and yeah. like it has a reason to exist. Um, so we're going to take it out with Eyeballs. This is A Savage, album's Thawing Dawn's, the jam is Eyeballs. We will see you. When will we see them, Next week, episode 12. I don't measure and vibe.